All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the second episode of Talks from the Soul. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Soul is Students of Hip Hop Legacy. Uh, we're a student organization at Virginia Tech that wants to facilitate an environment to cultivate the creative mind and bring together like-minded individuals of all backgrounds. Uh, our goal is to maintain a progressive interest within the realm of hip hop and its subcultures on campus. Uh, we are here, we are now, we are Soul. Uh, to give you a little background, I am Tyler Blankenship. I, I'm not honestly not even sure what my title is within Seoul, but I help with a lot of concerts, uh, promotions, things like that. Just kind of an idea of person. Um, and today we're going to be kind of running through music that was really important throughout last decade and then kind of forecast what we think is going to be popping off in this next decade. Uh, before I go any farther, though, I want to introduce everyone else that's around, uh, or have everyone else around introduce themselves. So... I'm Aziz. Uh, I'm director of community with Seoul. Um, I help expand our general body, and I also help here and there with events. Um, I'm Paris. I'm secretary. I pretty much do everything a normal secretary position does, and also I do a lot of the social media. Nice. What's up, guys? I'm Benji. I'm director of large events, so I help with concerts, parties, day parties, all the fun stuff. All right, so to get us started off, uh, we want to talk about just kind of super uh, recent events that have been really heavy on everyone. Uh, just last week we lost, or just a couple of days ago, we lost Pop Smoke at 20 years old. Uh, a little over a month ago we lost Juice World. Uh, Kobe too. We just lost Kobe Bryant who, I mean, sure he's not a rapper, but that man has had a heavy influence on hip hop. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at Cheap Keefs Kobe went back onto the streaming charts. It charted at like 94 or something. Yeah, man. A song from 2012. Lil Wayne's Kobe Bryant has been going crazy recently. Just, I want to hear just kind of how everyone's been processing all of that, getting through. It was crazy because like Kobe, I feel like, has had an impact on everybody, specifically in our generation's childhood. Like, I remember specific <laughs> moments like uh, the 2009 finals against the Celtics. Like, I will forever remember watching those games and just being so happy that the Lakers won. Um, just in general, I think Kobe has had an influence on just how people go about their lives. And, like, I know people might jokingly say mama mentality this, that, but, like, he really did have a way of going about life that was special. Right, R.I.P. Kobe, R.I.P. Juice, but um, R.I.P. to Pop Smoke especially. Um, he was so young, so talented. Um, it's really bringing back that, that gritty Brooklyn sound that you haven't heard in a while and taking it global, you know, putting New York back on the map. It's crazy because he was literally born in 1999. Like, that's, when I saw that on Twitter, like, I that really hit home because I'm like, that's my age group, you know what I mean, 99s, 2000s. Like, to think that he was literally our age, that shit, that got me my feels. Yeah, Pop Smoke and Juice World back-to-back -back being younger than me. It had me just like kind of shaken. I think Juice World was one of those guys that you could really tell was about to be so much bigger than he was. Yeah. Um, he, I pop smoke in the same way. Uh, Juice World was really kind of figuring out his pace and trying to balance that melodic style with his clear lyrical talent. I feel like a lot of people underrated how good of a lyricist when he Juice wanted World to be, was. Yeah. I mean, that man would do like hour long freestyles that were crazy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Pop Smoke served a really interesting role as kind of a bridge between a lot of different things. Um, he was that New York sound, but he also drew so heavily from Chicago's like early 2010s drill movement yes. and connected that with British, like UK drill and kind of brought non-grime artists into the forefront of British music conversation for a little bit, which was fascinating to see. 
Um, so I, I'm going to be honest, I was never a huge fan of Pop Smoke or Juice World, but those were just two really important people that it's so sad to see go for the culture in general. Yeah, man. Life is life is not really short. It's just, like, very fragile. That's what I've been realizing lately. Like, and that that's, once again, just with that mentality, like, we really just have to make the most of what we have. But this, do we have anything else on that? So we can, I guess, this is a good transition into new music, just in general from just reflecting on another passing with Mac Miller last year. He recently released uh, Circles and then um, Meet the Wu 2. Yeah, that, I mean, recently two too. weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so um, how'd you guys, how, like, let's start with um, Mac Miller's new album. How'd you guys feel about it? I'm going to wait until I hear y'all out first because I have very strong opinions. <laughs> I have a strong opinion too. Like, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Mac, goaded. I love Mac Miller. However, I do feel that it was lacking in quality compared to swimming, and I felt gaps that were there, potentially because he did not finish his album. Like, that's one major problem I had with it. I feel like artists are perfectionists, and, like, no matter how you really go about completing somebody's album um, after their death, I feel that there's certain decisions that are made in that process that you simply need the artist there. At the same time, I think overall I've hated how certain um, like artists seems to have released albums like uh, XXX. Like his albums have just seemed like money grabs. I feel like with this one it was less of a money grab and more of like he really was in the project and his family wanted to complete it. So I appreciate that aspect. But I don't know. There was a couple songs that hit for me, but Swimming was like really a top album of 2018 to me, and this wasn't on that quality, in my opinion. Yeah, I kind of going to your point a little bit. I really, really respected how John Bryan went about finishing the album. Uh, in every interview, he talked about how his biggest goal was to kind of clean things up, but stay out of the way, um, and really not add anything because you you couldn't know what Mac would want outside of actual conversations that they had had. So. Mac would tell him something like, I want this song to sound big. And he was like, all right, I can accomplish that, but I'm not going to add any ideas later in. Um, I think also just waiting a year, giving time to like really yeah. make it special worked. I think as hip-hop fans, primarily, Swimming is going to be the preferred album for a lot of people just because of how much more hip-hop it is. Um, Circles really flows more like a singer-songwriter album to me than anything. Um, so like as someone that's also like a indie alternative head, I really liked a True. lot of the stuff on here. True, it was a different um, sound because I mean it's it's mostly singer songwriter. I know the original goal was swimming was going to be the kind of fusion singing and hip hop album. Yeah, circles is the like singer songwriter album, and then he was going to do a third project that was going to be like bars, just kind of hey I still rap wow. as well as anybody. I didn't even know about the third. Um, one. But that one, so he did the swimming. He did swimming and then started circles was going to do the swimming tour and then when he got off tour do the third album and finish circles so he was decently in circles which i think is why it works the album was mostly done by the time he put it like by the time he passed so it was able to be done i think someone like x when you're just getting random ideas and putting them together it's hard for it to not sound cheap yeah, yeah. um but i i love swimming it's by far my album of the year, but it's kind of in a weird category where I, it's hard to compare it with anything else because of how much Mac meant to me. Okay. Uh, Benji Paris, do you, you have any thoughts on that or do you all want to move into Meet the Woo? 
I think it'll be out there. Yeah, we'll see him on some fe- features too, just because like he was such a good feature artist as well. Mm-hmm. Just because like his voice and doses is just perfect for like most songs. So I think we'll see a lot of features on them. Yeah, I think it'll be similar to kind of how Nipsey has been, where like right. he'll pop up a couple times a year. But I really hope that it is handled the same way Nipsey's features have been, where like everyone that's doing it already had the song kind of in the bag yeah. and like it's clearly out of a place of love and respect yeah. right. I think the biggest thing with posthumous music is the intent of it so I really I really hope that the people that were around him handle it well I think the Mac Miller album is a good example of doing it right I think the Gangstar album from last year was a great example yeah, of doing it right yeah. but there are very few other hip hop posthumous albums that are really worth holding on to and with Pop Smoke putting out an album so recently before his passing I wonder if, like, you know, all the songs that are on the cutting room floor of that album, true. he obviously cut. Yeah. Because he didn't true. think they were good right. enough to make that. Like, you know, it's not like he was working on an album and then you're kind of salvaging the pieces of it. Mm-hmm. I hope that if they put something out, they really take time to do it right. Totally agree. And I think, I think just the public, I think that's what's been really good is people are keeping, like, people around the artists accountable i think that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing is accountability i think with like mac miller once we saw there was an album everybody was instantly very s- skeptical about it and was asking questions on how it was done and i think the family's like statement really answered those questions for a lot of people and that's why the reception was a lot better i totally agree um let's move a little bit lighter into just other music we've been enjoying recently um i know one thing i've been really into is the uh denzel curry kenny beats collab album unlocked uh, it's super short, but they did like an animated visual for all of it, and it's been kind of crazy. I have never been a big fan of Denzel, but this is the first project where like the whole thing has captivated me. Kenny Beats is on the way up for sure. Uh, he's just been very active in hip hop, and like every song I hear him on, the beats just they go crazy. I think Denzel is perfect for that. Um, Paris, um, what's your new music? I think we all know what she's about to say. Um, okay, obviously my husband, the one and only JB, Justin Bieber, Justin Drew Bieber, address him appropriately, released... Drew, um, that shitty ass middle name. <laughs> <laughs> let, let her speak. Let her speak. <laughs> Ouch. Also, um, he came out with um, JB5, his fifth album, after... Five years of a hiatus, you guys. I was crying. I was 15 when he last released an album. But now I'm 20 and I'm still obsessed. And I love changes. Best songs to listen to ETA available. Second emotion goes. Yummy. Okay, honestly. Garbage. Honestly, 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 the remixes of Yummy just. I know that Justin knows that it wasn't good. Like, that's how I know. Like, he made a country. Does he know about the rest of the album? Yeah, that's my question. I just want to know why you don't like it because it sounds the same, but everyone listens to Chris Brown's 40 plus. No, fuck Chris Brown. You listen to Chris Brown's 40 plus. I like R&B Chris Brown's also trash. (laughs) I like R&B music. and Going into that, because segueing from R&B, Brent Fayez just released. And, um... Fuck, can I curse on here? Yes. <laughs> Not I literally just said fuck Chris Brown. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Um, well, my favorite songs off there are Clouded, Been Away. Fuck the world is tough. Rehab, yeah. Winter and Rehab's Paris, crazy. Has my name in it. <laughs> and 
A Boogie is coming! Yeah, A Boogie. So oh, we were man. we were almost gonna announce last Friday with the album drop. We had something to hold us down, but A Boogie's album looks crazy. I mean, everybody's on there. Yeah, man. I think this was A Boogie's coming out project, in my opinion. I mean, it shows it shows just the progression of okay, it's this New York guy is making catchy music to like he is a star now, in my opinion. Oh, if you look sure. at yeah. if you look at the streams from like 2019, just on like. You know Everybody's how numbers are absurd. Exactly, like, like posted absurd. Their, exactly, their end of um year like yeah. numbers. He posted his, and it was like how many it was, billion? Yeah, man, it was on par with the top people. So I think a boogie is somebody just to watch just in, just in the next like coming years as being one of those artists where you know if you're getting him on a feature or you know he's releasing an album, it's like it's game time, like like For Travis sure. Scott level. Oh, facts. The album was amazing. Like, um, you, t you talked about how Artist One was more, you know, piano themed. Now this one's more guitar themed, and uh, I feel like that's where the trend is going with music and hip hop now. And he took advantage of it to the utmost. You know, um, refined vocals, um, emotional range. Like, Abu covered every bass in this album. I love it. Honest question: How much do you think Gunna had an impact on how crazy guitars are going in like popular rap right now? I would say probably the biggest impact. Because Gunna, you know, Gunna's like, sold been out crazy. dates and just all those songs. Sold out and too hard and like you know? everything he did. He even said, oh, that's how like they, she loves when I sing with the guitar. Facts. <laughs> also, I feel like Thugger gets some uh, some uh, props for that as well. Man, Thugger gotta get props girls. for everything, huh? <laughs> yeah. He Every really time did. I hear most influential this, most influential that. Sorry, Thug is not on the list. Thug was the most influ wow. influential artist of the 2010s. So, it's a great, <laughs> it's a great segue. I would, I would say, outside of, like, people who came before the 2010s, I don't, I want to cut out, like, Wayne, Gucci, Kanye, people like that that, like, popped before the 2010s. I like, I want, cut out I want to focus, I want to focus so the conversation active. on, like, alright, that's fair. Or just look at their contributions within the decade. Okay. So, Kanye, you can look at... Dark Fantasy, Yeezus, okay. Pablo. That's fair. But, like, we're not talking about how graduation and 808s influence. Okay. Um, well, that's a great segue into our next topic. We're going to talk, just because the last decade is over. The best segue is the segue you announce. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to get into who is the most influential artist of the last decade. Let's start with Benji. Who is your most influential artist? Um, I'm going to have to go with Future. Um, seeing as he how got this turnt trap sound, you know, popping. Um, the emotional range as well, like his music go from disrespectful to selling drugs to shooting niggas to, you know, heartbreak. He covers all the bases when it comes to that, so. I swear you I feel like his progression with auto-tune as well and using his voice as an instrument mm -hmm. has gone very far. So I have to go with Future on that one. Look at how much he rubbed off on Drake. You feel me? Look at how much he rubbed off on a lot of people. He rubbed off on people, but I feel like my issue, when people talk about future, I feel like if I say anything bad, I'm gonna be slandered. Cause you're wrong. <laughs> good reason, with good reason. But I'm sorry. Future, man. future hive is real. Future has yeah. dropped a lot of mid. Bro. I don't want to ignore it. I would like you to specify. Hendrix. I'll bro. give him. I'll give him evil. People gas. Evil Hendrix. is the one that I'll give his mid. Oh gosh, people gas Hendrix. That shit ass. It's ass. Sorry, my collection, one song off that thing that is, and he says that uh, one bar with The weekend that he loves. 
Didn't you put my collection on the Soul playlist? Yeah. Was that you? Was, I love, was that you? You're exposed, bro. You're I exposed. Love, look, I love my collection. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> what was what was the one out? Save me, the little EP. Uh, That's can, actually my favorite future wow. project. Wow. If anything is mid from future, I would put that leaning towards mid. That's I wouldn't crazy. say it's bad, but. I think Beast Mode 2 has some mid in it too. Like, it has highlights, but it has. <laughs> bro, that's how I too. feel about most There's of the albums. Yeah. Like, the future LP, bro. There are so many songs up there that just sound the same. It's like. That's my biggest thing in the future. I don't know where to start. Like, I have to skim through so much of just, like, it feels like songs that were made in 10 minutes. I have to skim through that to find the quality. And that's, like, my biggest issue. Let's, I don't... Sorry. Yeah, there's, like, no quality control, in my opinion. Let's be clear, though. Best and most influential are not the same conversation. That's true. Like, you can argue that you don't like Future, but, fu- like, think about how many other artists you have to skim through. Like, that's like so lineage, much more common. I feel like the lineage goes way above Future. Like, even if we're talking between Future and Young Thug, I feel like Young Thug has it, like... Like Young Thug, Young Thug influ- influences artists in the same ways as Future, in my opinion. But he just did it in a much more effective way. Like I, I hear way more Thug in people's, um, in people's music than I hear Future, because I feel like Future's like biggest thing is his beats and then his voice. O- over those beats, it's like, it's, you can't duel with that. But with Thug, it's like his voice is very important. Don't get me wrong, but people can actually like replicate that in their own ways yeah thug to me is who i would go with for this uh topic i think future is a good candidate but thug and future being kind of each other's like equals is a big part it's like thug did a lot of the same things as future but future it's a little harder to pin down who he has influenced outside of like drake whereas thug i mean there are other people that's true but thug you have keyed got it gonna baby melly uzi just like Immediately off the top of your head, there yeah. are so many people that draw so directly from Thug. Um, I think part of that is that Thug embraces it so hard. Like, if you look through So Much Fun, every, all of Thug's kids come out and do songs on that album True. with him. Right. Um, which I think puts him in an interesting place because instead of it being Future Designer, where it's like, I know Future didn't really ever say much about it, but where it's like, oh, this dude sounds like Future, get him out of here. Thug is like, no, 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 gun is tight. Like, he's with me. We love it. That's Whereas true. Future could have embraced people like Designer who like really emulated his style, but I think he kind of missed out on some of his influential uh, capabilities because he didn't embrace it so that the fans were just turning on people that sounded too much like Future. That's true. That is true. I can really agree. But, Thug really fostered a lot of these rappers. Yeah. And, you know. But I feel like my person is Kanye West. We look, he started the decade with the best album of the decade, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And then after that, to me, every project after that was just like a moment. Yeezus, for example, when it first came out, we want to talk about influential. I feel like influential is like being groundbreaking, like doing something that people just haven't done before and then people catching on. So like with Yeezus, yes, Kanye did draw some inspiration from industrial hip hop for sure. Um, from, um, French House, from Electronics, from all kinds of stuff. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But the way he did it and put it out was so just like, people were not expecting that. Especially at the first drop after My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, people were not expecting that. And then after that, bro, I feel like Travis, Travis is one artist that came, 
like a lot of his sound initially came from Yeezus. Like, sure. Well, he influenced a lot of the sound of Yeezus too. If you want to look at it both ways, that's like, what it's I'm kind saying. of chicken and egg. That's kind of with Kanye. That's one thing that is a good, like a valid critique is that although he is very influential, people in his room, like in his studio, they are typically people he draws a lot of inspiration. Like with Cuddy, for example, 808s and Heartbreaks is like and Graduation. The only so album Cuddy Cuddy's not on is Jesus is King. Yeah. Since they started working together. <laughs> like, Cuddy's... Cuddy's lineage... A huge influence. Yeah, Cuddy's lineage is even... Might be even greater than Kanye's. Like, just... Because like, I feel like he directly influenced Kanye, and then Kanye did a lot of stuff because of Cuddy. And if you look at how much Drake is influenced by early Cuddy... Yeah. Early... Or how much early Drake is influenced by, like, 08, 09 Cuddy... Yeah. It's crazy. Like, you don't have So Far Gone without Cuddy. You don't have Thank Me Later without Cuddy. Cuddy's influence can be seen so many places. Like, I was listening to Overly Dedicated, and I want y'all to listen to Alien Girl off Overly Dedicated and tell me that does not sound like a Kid Cuddy song. Like, it it literally sounds exactly like Cuddy. I'm like, everybody was taken from him, bro. Everybody. Like, at one point, just good music just had, they were running everything in music at that time. Yeah. I feel like Cuddy is the one person you can really point to and say, okay, he might have had the most influence. Yeah. Kanye I avoided for this conversation just because I think of him as, like, he's in that all-time most influential with, like, your Gucci's, your Wayne's, your Hoves, your Rakim's, all them. I think Cuddy's a really interesting pick for the last decade. Because, I mean, you've heard him in everyone from, like, Juice World to Kendrick. Oh, yeah. I feel like Cuddy did the emotional, like, he's a f- not the first person... Because like I feel like, um, but he's with the people who popped this decade were listening to yeah, when they were going ex- through it. Exactly, exactly. Like Drake, for example, man, you see a lot of that lineage, and then we just gotta talk about Drake in general, bro. Oh my God. The best, the best music he releases it. Fact, he is the most <laughs> influential. Fact, he's the hottest artist. Fact, I'll give you that one. What else about Drake? I'll, I'll agree with hottest. Oh man! When Drake takes any inspiration from another culture, sorry to say it, guys, he does it better. Oh, we're getting <laughs> bold. Fact. That's a good. I can't say better. Bro, he doesn't. Drake is better than I think. I think one one critique that he gets always is like culture vulture. I think he does actually do a lot more to bring attention to other cultures. Yeah. I think he does it kind of in a shady way sometimes, which so like the critiques are somewhat valid, but I think they are overblown a lot. Um, Drake's, I mean, Drake's Drake. I don't think he's that influential though. Like I think Drake. Most of the influence, most of the influence you would assign to Drake, I think you more appropriately should address to like a Cuddy or a Wayne. I agree. Or a Kanye, even. I agree. I just feel like when we talk about influence, like, you can take influence from so many different places, and I just feel like... Or a future. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. If you get a feature from Drake or future, like, shit's gonna pop. Exactly, so... Like a Blockboy JB. Well, yeah. Okay, but look at where I mean, there's money, he's doing his thing. Right, like, like, but Blockboy was one of like... (laughs) Party Next Door, he's kind of... I mean, Party Next Door would have popped without Drake, but I still think, like... I'm glad the weekend and Bryson both escaped the OVO sweatshop. Yeah. <laughs> Real shit. The weekend. The weekend just dropped. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say it, man. Yeah. We're gonna start being real. Yeah. Starboy, mid. Yo, you 
I'll agree to that. Talking records. I'll agree to Starboy being mid. It was different, but not mid. Nah, I'm not going to agree to the weekend being ass. I feel like what. The weekend after Trilogy, bro, and Beauty Behind the Madness. What have we really gotten from the weekend that, that's been that crazy, bro? I, like, he's on I mean, super, he's on Megastar level. <laughs> I'm saying he should be, like, he is on Drake level when you look at numbers and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't really feel like he influences people the way we give him credit for. And his voice, bro, sorry to say it, monotone, trash. Nah, let me stop. Monotone. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> like, I think The weekend's kind of overrated sometimes, but I'm not willing to go quite that far. For sure. I don't think he's, like, the apex of R&B the way some people try to paint him. But I think, like, especially with Starboy, I think he did a good job, like, evolving his sound from, like, that kind of brooding sound into making that an accessible pop sound. Like, that's such a shift that should not have worked as well as it did. Um, I think him and Future together are one of the best combos Six anywhere. Under. Dear goodness. Bro, Low Life? Low Life. Life. Like I think, I I like the two of them for the same reason in that they're just super villains, like oh, they just true. say the worst he thing. Um, when weekend gets in his bag, like he is those toxic. Are toxic. Yeah, <laughs> toxic. Oh, um, which I fuck with. Honestly, I, I think you can attribute a lot of uh, Drake's influence to the weekend though, because if you look at. I mean, Take Care was repurposed weekend tracks. Uh, I can't. And that's his best album. I hate I, that argument, but I agree. It, like, My thing is. I love Take Care. Right. But it, it's The weekend's best album. <laughs> all right. That is too far. I mean, all right. That, that's a little too far. <laughs> but you We're know not about the sand. The DNA, of, the DNA of The weekend is foundational to that album. I mean, I feel like that's just creative process. Like. Like with Kanye, I'm not saying Drake's bad for it or the album's bad for it. Like, I'm just saying that influence deserves <laughs> has to be mentioned. I I can agree with that, but I feel like Drake is the only person that we really we take away from his impact on a project because of somebody else. Like Kanye, prime example. I never hear people really like with 808s. We're talking about Cuddy's influence. On we talk about Cuddy. We talk about Cuddy, but we never use Cuddy's name as a way to take away from Kanye's influence on the project. When people say, like. 808s, and when they say graduation, Cuddy's name is rarely mentioned. Well, Cuddy wasn't around for graduation. Uh, Cuddy wasn't in the And also, yet. The Weeknd and Drake um, are not, like, are they not, like, they're not on good terms. Am I right, am I right about that? It was I also, these were songs The Weeknd had done, and then Drake was like, no, I want these. And I think that's a big difference. Whereas, like, 808s oh, is Kanye working, like, hey, I like what you're doing. Let's do a collaborative thing together. Whereas Drake will have like party next door reference tracks and then make it into his own song, or like the week like the, the weekend's songs on Take Care, are songs he had done that were going to be on his next album and then he had to repurpose his whole next album. I think that's a big part of it. Is that just like, it's not organic collaboration the way that Kanye does it. But I think Kanye deserves that asterisk on a lot of his influence too. What I Kanye like is Kanye the best at is bringing Drake. people around him. That's true. That's I think that's his best. Like with um. I mean, you go back to the college dropout all the yeah. way through. That's been his biggest strength. Even on Ye, just like you see, like artists that he puts on, like uh, 070 Shake. I had never heard of her, bro, but her voice was like probably the heart of that project. Like on many, her features were a highlight, like the highlight sure. for me of that project. So, and after that, she, her kind of her career started to take off. Paris, do you have anyone you want to bring into the ring as most influential? Um. I think that we haven't talked about um, 
women at all. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so um, <laughs> no, hey, like, talk your shit. My bad, bro. <laughs> we haven't we haven't brought up Kendrick or Cole either. Like, we're not. Oh, this hasn't gone everyone. everywhere. Oh, Continue. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, this, it's not like we've hit everyone and we're giving up. Um, I feel like. Um, is your case Nikki? I, it's not my case. Yeah, I just I just have to put it out there that like I acknowledge I'll argue that it with you. I, <laughs> my sure. thing is is like I feel the same way um, about Nikki how you were talking about um, Future's influence about how like she doesn't really do a great job of embracing mm -hmm. um, rappers that she's I don't know I feel like her name on Twitter is Mrs. Petty like I have like this like animosity. To right. Nicki Minaj, but I can't deny her impact on female rap. Like I, you, they're you all can't. her kids. You can't. All these bitches is her son. That's what it is. <laughs> right, you can see all their aesthetics. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's, it's I mean, that was from Nicki Minaj. If you look at Nikki's look him and Trina and Foxy, you can see it. Nikki, bro, just Nikki was carrying the torch alone for a while. Like, yes, there were other women rapping. There, you had your Azalea Banks's, your Angel Hayes's, like your people like that, but no one else popped the way she did for so long. Sean really put them on, man. Nikki was a sad case for me of like someone with so much crazy potential and so much talent. Like, beat me up, Scotty's a crazy tape. The first Pink Friday album, great yeah, pop, like yeah. a great pop rap album that was so perfect within like t the Thank Me Later, uh, yeah. Carter Four, like those all going together and with like even that Careless World Tyga album, like that whole run was so crazy that to see her go so far left and make herself such an enemy of a lot of other people has been sad to see. I'm glad to see her embrace Megan. I feel like that's a yeah. step in the right direction for her. Glad she's cuff now. Congrats, Nikki. <laughs> She's married. She's married. Um, but I mean, Nikki did a lot. Yeah. Nikki held it down for a long time, to the point where like Cardi was really the first person to come after and like make a real case for taking yeah. that throne. There have been a lot of people that were also doing good things, but I mean, in that whole decade, Cardi's the only person that even had a shot at it, and that was 2018. How do y'all feel about the trend though? Of like, I feel like all the offspring of Nick. So from Cardi. There's been just a lot of female rappers that have come from it, but I'd say the material is a bit, subject material of the songs is a bit limited. Any thoughts? Um, I feel like um, in order to, like, I know that you guys probably are going to be like, no, but, like, I feel like to um, appeal to, like, men, I feel like women feel like they need to, like, talk about sex and, like, make it nasty like i um feel like make a lot nasty, of make, make it nasty. <laughs> <laughs> make it nasty. i feel like um like doja cat for example topic. like is a prime example actually like moo goes hard like i'm not gonna lie moo. kind of does <laughs> no doja cat has moo some, some joints won't bite is crazy no comment yeah me, me won't bite's crazy <laughs> but she <laughs> talks a lot about sex and i feel like that shit's played out to me. I'm gonna be so honest. It's played out. Like, that's how I feel. I'm like, like Meg Thee Stallion, for example. She, I, I actually like her rapping. She's a good rapper. She's hard. She's quality. But I'm like, Megan, bruh, not just trying to hear about your ass. Like, that's how I feel. Bro, what if that's how she expresses herself? Also, like, you, you let so many people just rap about Coke, just rap about, like, 
But I feel like when we talk about the, this is my thing. That's why I feel like we never talk about anybody else in female hip hop except those people that are talking about sex. I mean, there is Rhapsody, there is like No Name, Tierra Whack, Rico Nasty. All my favorite female rappers are in. Which is cool. I think like Rico Nasty is a great example. Like some of her subject material is very like vulgar. Like it is, and it's good. But then I feel like she also has other material in other places, which is nice as well. It can still go hard. But I don't know. Are also, there any like, other I think, rappers you want to highlight? I just think it's like a hard time like appealing to the masses, like appealing to more people than like just like people that like to listen to music. So I think it's I a like, great. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're, you're fine. You're I think fine. it's a great movement in general for women in hip-hop just because like i feel like this has opened the stream for just so many people so many like i hear like a new female rapper almost like every week which is amazing but i'm just like as a culture are we limiting what subject material need to actually like blow like that's what that's my thing i just feel like society like hypes up like sexualization you know and i feel like it has like a huge place in music across all genres so I can't really pin it on female rap because you listen to Future or even Drake. For know? sure. Yeah. Even Young Thug especially. Like, shit yeah. gets real nasty. So That man almost changed his name to sex. <laughs> no, so, yeah. really. so I feel yeah. like it's just uh, ingrained in music. And I, I can't really knock it. Yeah, I think someone like Rhapsody or No Name are never going to be Cardi B, Nicki Minaj. But I think what I love right now is that there's so much open room for people to be in those lanes now. I love that yeah. this new movement has put so many people in that it's not, oh, here's a female artist, let's compare her to Nicki immediately, mm-hmm. the way it was for a long time. I That's mean, true. even Young M.A., who is so different from Nicki, you're like, oh, female from New York, let's yeah. compare. Mm-hmm. Whereas now there are so many people coming out regularly that you can just appreciate them for who they are. The same way that, like, someone like... JID is never going to be Travis Scott. He's going to get big. He can like he has a high ceiling, but he's not going to be Travis. My thing is the ceiling higher for lyricism in male hip hop versus lyricism in women hip hop. That's kind of what I'm trying to get at. I just feel like I feel like the ceiling is a bit higher as far as how far they can blow just because of what like people want. Like Whereas in women hip hop, I feel like people are only asking for one type of subject material. So the ceiling for other people who have more diverse just subject material are limited in a way. I just feel like hip hop in general is more male dominated. So like if you're a male and you're listening to a woman talk about sex, like it's different content for you because it's a female's perspective Mm -hmm. on sex. So like. But it's not just sex, bro. I, I, I mean, Man, I'll, I'll talk about. Hey, I'm bringing Let's this podcast about. up. You hear me? You're a I'm bringing men are right hoes. <laughs> men are hoes. I'm oh, bringing. Rats. I'm <laughs> bringing us up. I'm gonna be the only real one if I have to. A lot <laughs> of the, a lot of the subject that. material is about birding. Do y'all know what birding is? I know you know. I know you know. I know, Aziz, I know. I know you know. Explain. Let's talk about what is a bird. Aziz. Mad at it. <laughs> and I know y'all y'all gonna try to edit this out, bro, but y'all can't silence. No, I actually me. just stopped recording. <laughs> no, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. Alright, get to the Alright, uh, <laughs> we gonna talk I know men are willing to give out money for sex. It's called tricking. Correct? 
All right, so nobody wants to be on my side, huh? <laughs> Come on. Just, just, All right, I want to hear. So men are willing to get money, and I feel like a lot of the music... Actually, I don't feel like this. This is true. A lot of the music is about, you going to get some ass. I'm going to need to see that, that bag first. So wh- what is your point? <laughs> my point is, that what we really want to promote. We want to promote birds. Bro. Okay, but like if We're also listening to TJXX. Everyone scam everybody. Fair game. <laughs> I don't listen to TJXX. Niggas, credit cards, bro. Bro, shout it out City down. Girls. I'm not saying there's no room Pia for Rich. it. I'm a fucking one. You know what I'm saying? But the birding, is that all we want to talk about, bro? No. I don't want to hear about birding all the time. What so it has who's facing like? this uh, bird lane when it comes to female Yeah, rappers? who's a bird? Sure, City Girls, I'm sure. City Girls? City come girls. on, bro. Every City Girls song is I'm about bl- that. Let me pull I mean, up some. scam rap, though. With yeah. a bag ass. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you City Girls. Call this pussy Tigger. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think okay, your criticism Yachty, though, though is just that's, that that's, that's that's an element, but that's not. Let's not pretend that's what yeah. most female rappers you are down can't, to. You can't fucking you on a scamming ass. No, I I understand. City girls, I will, right. I will give you that designation. It's a lane, though. It's, it's, a, a, lane. it's a lane. It's a lane. It's not the only lane. I feel like we're we're not gonna act like that lane is that small, bro. Right, I know for sure, but like, let's talk about how dudes who sound like Future are a huge lane that is not. A lot of them are not good. Yeah. <laughs> like I think you're. It's uh, like a hyper focus on something because it's a smaller group coming out. Like, there's so many people that sound like cheap young thug or cheap future that are doing exactly just talking about nothing. Yeah, in certain subject matter, like, you know, like fucking women and dumping them. That could be the male alternative to, I'm not, you know, birding. I'm not I mean, trying it's just, to. It's a negative aspect of music that. Like, future's exists. a bird. Oh, for sure. If you want to flip the script. The I weekend's feel, a bird. I'm not Drake's trying a bird. To, what I'm not <laughs> trying to do is like Drake's put men up to a, a lower standard than women. It's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just saying as far as society and the culture and what we promote, I feel like in, in music, when it comes to men, you can literally find whatever you want. But I feel like I feel like you can find the lyrics like and it's all going. promoted, but I feel like in women rap, sometimes the other stuff gets lessened just in the culture and we bring up other lyrics that really don't mean anything. But I feel like w- women rap is not where like um, male rap is. I feel like we have time to evolve and right. grow. Like, it's very young. It's, it's, it's new, well, it's fresh. I mean, Lauren it's, it's, it, There's a resurgence. Exposure. Because let's be honest, it, people love saying like it's a new, th- like let's look at the early 2000s. You had 10, 15 people really yeah. running things. Mm-hmm. It, it died down for a bit, but this isn't the first time we've had a lot of women near the forefront of right. hip-hop. Yeah. It's young Miami and I came to run my sack up. Bro. Um, also, if I, we're talking about influential people, like this is the last one, Justin Drew Bieber. I need right. to say this because, I need to say this because, um, Justin, no one has grown up like Justin Bieber in the spotlight. Wayne, Sosa. Lil Bow Wow. Earl Sweatshirt. Okay, Max. but not as big as Justin Bieber. <laughs> Wasn't Young Thug? Was, uh, okay, I won't argue Whitey. that. I won't Bro, argue Wayne got that. signed at nine years old. But I... Facts. But um, wasn't Young Thug's tour called Justin Bieber Big? Wasn't that it? I think that is it. It was big, So I and then like people like Billie Eilish, Billie Eilish, college. 
That, no. Uh, all right. No. Irrelevant. No. You like her, bro. She's, I, she's, I she's solid. I'm just trying to be the real voice. On I think she's <laughs> great. I think she is great for a self-produced 17-year-old. She's solid, so bro. Like, like she's I don't think so she's young. where she needs to be, but she is incredible for a self-produced 17-year-old. She hit that whisper music. Not for me. I don't want somebody whispering in my ear. All right, but uh, finish you, your finish your Bieber argument. Twins fan? Nah, no. not a nobody fan. Finish your Bieber. Not argument. a fan. So, and I also feel like that um, we are now about to see um, a lot of like younger people blow like JB. So, um, do you think I'm just Bieber predicting that? Stop calling him JB. I feel like it's not a new thing for young people. Like Lil Tecca is 18. Like, right. but JB so, was so, was so young. You know? I, I'm yeah, not, look at Michael Jackson. Yeah, Michael Jackson was a <laughs> child. Like, like I know, I know his name now is a lot harder to talk about. But let's like, if you're just looking for someone popping as a child, like that's Justin Bieber well, didn't. Okay. That is very Justin Bieber didn't make this happen. Okay, but like, it is Michael Jackson. Like so that says something. I about think Justin a big Bieber. part of that is just things like accessibility to equipment for True. people, like just the internet. Like a lot of that is just accessibility. Mm-hmm. So Justin Bieber, we want to have a conversation about. I'm not calling him Justin Justin Bieber anymore. From here on out, his name is Drew. Bro, rip Bieber belly. Hip hop though. Yeah, let's. No. We can talk about it with hip hop. Let's talk about how Justin Bieber needs hip hop to sell music. I totally agree. Let's talk about R&B, how hip hop and R and B are a collective. And he moved away from that in changes, and that's why a lot of why it was so bad. Huh? Changes is so much more. So much less of an R and B focus than something like uh, journals. Can we? Purpose. If okay, we talk journals, about the lead up to journals, change, and those are his best projects. Journals, I will give you. This that was one. my thing. If we talk about it, Justin Bieber, we did see him shifting away. I was like, okay, Justin, Maria, I'm drunk. You know, he released journals. I, I was feeling Justin, but then Drew. Drew drop changes. <laughs> Come on, man. Drew, he talking. Drew is in love. He's stop, in love. Stop. Stop. We're wanna... supposed to get JB6 by the end of the year. We want to talk about a bird. You know what a bird would say? <laughs> I've got that yummy, yummy, yummy. He's a bird. Did you listen to anything? Drew off, is off, a bird. Uh, do, have you listened to anything else off the album? Let me know. I listened to the entire yeah. album. Not, not I you. I listened to the Quavo James. I'm with- <laughs> Horrendous. No, it was not. In my opinion. He's canceled. In my opinion. Stream it. Stream it. Yeah, I, I would say. Um, th- and I, I wanted point. him to win. Like, I enjoyed Purpose. I really enjoyed Journals. Like, I wanted it journals to be a good is album. Top 10. It was. Top 10 what? Top 10. Trash. Next. Top 10 in, Justin Bieber in, projects? In, in, like, in the world. <laughs> you know in the world for me. Um, Who's going to run the next decade, uh, yeah. though? Right. <laughs> I do. I, wanna, I have one serious point, yeah, though. Hit it. We got to stop letting. These Justin Timberlake, these Justins, man. They won't stop. They won't no. stop. Billy Eilish, Eilish has fallen into that same trap, too. Yes, bro. They we got to stop them. letting them feed off of hip-hop, bro, and not holding them accountable. Like, we're, yeah. we got to talk about how Justin Bieber really, like, did y'all see that Meg Thee Stallion video with, when she's in the kitchen doing that yummy? When, no. With yeah. the yummy in the background? I'm no. like, you know Justin Bieber paid her. To do that stuff, bro. He knows oh, no. he knows what he needs to get. My thing is, he used hip hop for a little. He realized, okay, you said journals didn't do that well commercially, right? Yeah, As correct. A, okay, so he saw that, and then after, let's look but at. But also, he was doing drugs. Like he was peeing in buckets. He good. was in the media. Justin Bieber need. was not it. He was bro, like Kanye mugshot. was the enemy number one when he dropped Dark Fantasy, like. Mm-hmm. But I feel, but that's the thing. <laughs> you can when do numbers he, and still be hated. That's my thing. When he's numbers. in trouble, when he's doing drugs and doing all this, that's when he goes to hip hop at his low. Like, People consider that Justin Bieber's low, like some of his fans. 
was when he was doing that, and that's when he goes to hip-hop because hip-hop has welcoming arms for, like, really anybody. It doesn't matter about your past. But then it's like... So what, what are you listen, trying listen. to say? I'm saying then, as he's moving on, five-year hiatus, and now the lead-up to this album was so... It was just, like, like any other pop star, bro. It could have been Selena Gomez. It could have been him. It would be the same exact rollout. Selena got Black and Cuddy on her album. And <laughs> I will never give her a stream. It's <laughs> like, just like, I didn't like the Selena album, but she did more. <laughs> he's doing that lead-up for, like, to drop Yummy? <laughs> that shit ass, bro. Let's be real. That you shit's ass. You haven't listened to a song besides I Jimmy, don't so I'm tired care. I stopped listening. So, like, All right, let's, let's be clear, on. though. The, I think the point is he's making, just to kind of succinctly put it, is we need to hold pop stars accountable to not use hip-hop as a crutch when they're not doing as well. And I think I it, it's one thing to be a pop artist and go into hip-hop, but there needs to be a clear respect and intention that, like, you're not just going to cast it aside. You're not going to... Like move away from it. Billie Eilish, I thought was doing that pretty well until her post Grammy comments came out. Yeah, don't be a Drew. She was just talking about like hip hop in like kind of the similar comments that like Miley Cyrus put it a couple years ago about oh, like how she doesn't like it just because it's such a like posturing and like a lot of it's fake. And it's like I mean, there is a point to that, but you're not making that point right at all. Like right. That's every music mean, is yeah. music is storytelling. Yeah, it is. Um, I know that Jay Z did not lose ninety two bricks, but I love to hear about it. Every time. Uh, that's like, what we get for some name uh letting somebody named Billy talk about hip hop. Oh my gosh. Hold on, Billy Ray Cyrus has Trash <laughs> Billy trash. Ray Cyrus put put on no, trash. But I think there are like if you're gonna be a like hip hop adjacent artist, there's a responsibility that comes with that. That's especially me. as a white person. Definitely. That like sure. you need that respect for the culture if you're gonna draw from it, if you're gonna make your livelihood off of it. Man, it's like honestly, it's across the board, and I like, don't see Post it changing. Malone Post, I was just about to say well. him, bro. Post Malone, I, I'm a, I'm gonna just give you all the cold hard facts, and I'm sorry I have to go on this rant, but I do. Post Malone is a vulture, bro. I really, I did not know, bro, was white for the longest time. <laughs> Even though, though he named it White Iverson, it never connected, bro. Why not? <laughs> That's not you. It, at first, I saw the cornrows, the grills, everything, trying to fit into hip-hop just, like, uh, caricatures, basically. He was trying to be a caricature of Initially, hip-hop. I agree. And then... I think he started out that way. Yeah. Two years agree. later, I see him on just in ra- randomly with cigarettes and the Bud Light. I'm like, bro, what happened? And you want to know what happened? White people found Post Malone, and white people started championing Post Malone. And he said, fuck hip-hop. And that, that's reflected in his comments. He made comments in an interview saying there's no emotional, that he can't find emotional hip-hop. Like, when he's when he's looking to get emotional, he can only go to rock and stuff like that. I'm like, bro, how can you be such an active participant in hip-hop and gain so much and off of it? And miss everything. And say it's not emotional. Also, he said the N-word. It's been on video. Bud Light, Post Malone, <laughs> cigarette smoking, Post Malone. Cancel him now. <laughs> All right. Um, Points were made. Points were made. All right. I do want to kind of wrap up pretty soon. Uh, One thing, I don't want to go into like a deep discussion, but just kind of quick. I want everyone to go around, give two or three artists that you are excited to see go crazy in the 2020s. They can be semi-developed or they can be really fresh. Just kind of give me a few names of people you're excited about. Um, I'll start off. Uh, I'll go with Little Keith and Little Got It, Slime Bros. Um, they've been dropping some tough ass music for a few years now, and they're really progressing at a fast rate. 
And then also NBA Young Boy, Young Boy Never Broke yeah. Again. That boy does not miss. He drops like twice a year. He's fired every <laughs> fucking time. <laughs> he don't miss. And like he runs YouTube, everybody loves him. And a lot of folks, he has a lot of misconceptions about him. But strictly music, I think he's gonna take off, take over, honestly. Uh, my, my first one is Travis Scott. Travis Scott is going to, he'll be the new Drake of this decade. When we talk about influence, let's look on influence on culture and what people are wearing. Like, that stuff is understated, but it's important. Mm -hmm. Most guys, like, that fuck with hip-hop want to dress like Travis Scott. That's just true. His merch resells for, like, double the price of, like, when it's at the concerts. Like, everything about, tra like, his shoes, like, his um, collabs. Brand deals, yeah. Like, they resell. Just you see reselling and stuff. I feel like he's... He's the people that hypebeasts have kind of, like, looked at as their king. And I think that's low-key important when it comes to clothes and stuff. He'll continue to influence that and just his music, man. Travis has not mi missed on an actual album. Like, not a collab album, but an actual album. And, like, the quality just keeps going up, bro. You start from days before Rodeo. Amazing. Uh, like, Grey. You got... What other tracks up there? Oh, we're talking songs? Mamacita, Skyfall, Skyfall, Drugs, You Should Try stupid. It. Stupid! <laughs> and then, you know, to Rodeo. His best album. I think Astroworld might be his best album. <sighs> That's, That's strongest to be a Look, I love I, I see how you would... Rodeo is my favorite. That. Astroworld is the best to me. That's how I feel. I, I can respect that. But Rodeo, and then... Birds was good. Bro, and then birds, the birds, birds was fucking birds fire, fire, bro. Birds was crazy. Birds and rodeo. Birds and rodeo. Birds, and then Astroworld, which is like Astroworld was like truly his coming out, where it was like, okay, he's undeniable. This man is. That's when he stepped from up. a star to a superstar. And then I, some of y'all didn't fuck with it, but just going to the new decade, he released Jack Boys, and regardless on the quality, even though I liked it, there were some tracks on there that just went out west, Gotti had enough he's gang, gonna gang. put gang gang like don toliver like don toliver is gonna be around travis a lot he's coming up too i, I just feel like travis is the most set just as far as his fan base yeah. like he has such a cult fan base i feel like he's the most set to take off this decade um i really would like um like uk r&b to fucking go because um i feel like they a lot of times pets. Like yeah. Who, who are you like, excited about? Like Mahalia, like I like LMA. I'm an LMA girl. I don't you know. Like she is UK. Mm -hmm. She is. <laughs> Daniel Caesar. He's bad. Yeah. He's, he's canceled though. He's Canadian. Yeah. Look, Daniel Caesar's Canadian. Y'all not gonna cancel Daniel Caesar. Daniel Caesar's Canadian. I'm just gonna leave that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I swear he's British. He's Canadian. But, hey, either way, man, don't don't slander <laughs> Daniel Caesar. Listen to this new album, stream it. Give us Follow Yes Tools on Twitter. And also, um, <laughs> and also Black, like, um, I just think that, like, if, I love Black. if Black is put on a feature, like... He doesn't miss. It's Black. Wait, what does yes. he say? Yes, yes, yes. He does, he does not miss. He, he doesn't. He doesn't. So I'm really excited to see um, what he does in the next decade. Uh, for me, I think Smino is my biggest, like, I'm so excited to see, because I think he has the most potential to really blow out of people that are smaller that, that I'm a huge fan of. Like, that man has so much crossover potential. True. Um, I think once a couple bigger people really start to realize how much sauce this man has, uh, it'll be interesting. Like, J. Cole started to realize it. Um, yeah. 
But Smino, cool. Smino's about to go crazy. Mm-hmm. Chance is gonna re- like Chance has worked with him a little bit. Um, uh, I know, but like, uh, we can't deny Chance's position. That's all I'm saying. Like, sure. It's going uh, on though. Oh, definitely. Which is sad. Obviously, I'm excited about Saba always. Um, Guapta Four Thousand is a big one for me. I listened to Saba's most recent. What, what was it called? Care for me? Yes, bro. That shit's That's fire. And then Bucket List Project is incredible. a masterpiece. And it's Comfort actually Zone. a masterpiece. I re-listen. No. It is a masterpiece. That man does not miss. Yeah. That man has a near perfect discography. Um, but I don't. I think his ceiling is lower as far as star potential, just because of how independent he is and how on his own terms. That's why I don't know if you have any insight to this, but I feel like. Saba's next step is to start running with like Dreamville a little bit more and I know he did on Revenge of the Dreamers and stuff but I just feel like that is a crowd that could really foster him like I mean he co-headlined a tour with Jid last year that's, I think, that's true. I think I he's mean, doing he's a good in the job circles. I feel like I don't want him to become a crutch where he gets sunned by J. Cole though that's true and I feel like he can do that independently I just feel like I think that's been Saba's biggest thing cause like I've known about Saba since I found out about him through was it Chance Chances? He's been on coloring like book? several Chance projects. Yeah, he was on Acid Rap. He was on Surf. He was on Coloring Book. Yeah, I think Coloring Book was when I was like, okay, Saba. He was on Angels. I yeah, think. yeah. Just on the hook because Coward that, didn't want smoke. This thing, went, <laughs> this thing went crazy though. No, it didn't. Angels. But like after that, I was like, okay, I'm checking for him. I listened to his project. It was good. I feel like he hasn't been around like the people he needs to be around necessarily to pop, which I feel like is like a cosign such a big thing in hip-hop nowadays i think part of that that comes with that though like he had a few big cosigns on bucket list but with the nature of care for me being such a personal reflective album i i think he put chance on that album still but i think it was really important to keep that kind of in-house yeah. as much as possible i think he's someone that like the independence is such a big thing and like he has less fans than like uh travis or something but he has die-hard fans like the people every saba show i go to i see the same people like, I have friends mm, that I know okay. if Saba's in D.C., I'm going to run into these, like, six dudes that I only know from Saba shows. Gotcha. Um, so I think he's in an interesting lane, and I think he's killing it in that lane. I think so, too. I don't think he wants to be the biggest thing in the world. Like, he's not a person whose goal is the most fame. My thing is, like, hit. my thing is his quality. But the, the, the potential's there. That's my, that's my biggest thing. I'm like, even if he doesn't want to pop, I'm just like, this music is... I want the people to hear it all. Exactly. It's so quality, like... He really is somebody in the newer generation that's my favorite rapper. Lyricism. Like Barnum. That's but why I'm good transition good. to Kendrick. <laughs> like, Kendrick. Let's let's rap. Oh, okay. Um I, I wanted to just highlight one last Guatav four thousand, I think has crazy potential. That man ran the Dreamville album and then put out an album with I mean, everyone's on it, E forty's on it, uh, Chance is on it, uh Tory Lanez is on it. There's so many like big features. Snoop Snoop is on it. And he never sounds like he's taking the back seat to a star. Like, that man has so much star power. True. One last, Black Fortune. Black Fortune's the biggest thing. Black Fortune's going to take over. We'll see. DMV on the map. DMV on the map. Zan, man. All right. Zan, man. <laughs> um, thank you all so much for tuning in on this one. Thank um, you. There are going to be plenty more of these where this came from. New uh, voices. If you have suggestions for things you want to hear us talk about, hit us up. Uh, you can follow all of us on Soul's social media and our own, which will be all posted along with this episode. Um, if we talked about some stuff you're unfamiliar with, definitely go check it out. And if we miss some stuff, let us know. And if, if anyone anyone wants smoke, <laughs> at me. Yeah, and if you want to be on this, let us know. Like, Yeah, we take DM special guests. DM us. But yeah, we are here. We are now. We are, we are soul. soul. Wow. <laughs>